You're listening to the world's fastest occasional five-minute podcast. The Quick Five. History quickly crashing through your veins. The Quick Five. Causing you... Then, you know, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm, I, I had it. I'm, I, I, I'll do better next week. I promise. I promise I'll do better. I think we might get sued, but yeah, I suggest you work on that. Sued for what? Like, I, I, that was all me. Uh, I wrote that. All me. Oh, boy. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Tyler. I'm Jamie. Well, before we start, uh, we, of course, uh, unfortunately, um, another celebrity was taken away from us, um, Christopher Plummer. Uh, he passed away and uh, over the weekend. And, uh, you know, this man had a prolific career. Um, one of the greats, one of the great actors of, of our time. And uh, he will be missed. I mean, mo- for most people who don't know, he was in... Um, uh, he was in a lot of he was in a lot of films and TV series uh, in his career. Um, I think most people will recognize him uh, from uh, *Knives Out*. Um, that was one of his last great ones. So rest in peace. Yeah, he he, and also um, uh, I was always curious about that movie. Uh, for all, what was it? All the money in the world. Yeah, where he replaced Kevin Spacey because he's a horrible person. Not Christopher Plummer, but Kevin Spacey. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely definitely a uh, a plethora of uh, stuff that he's done. You yeah. know, Oscar winner. He was also in A Beautiful Mind and then The Sound of Music. That's right. Yeah. You know, but uh, yes, God bless him. Rest in peace and uh, prayers to family and friends and of course the fans. Rest in peace, sir, and thank you. So moving on, um, over the weekend, of course, uh, we had the big game Super Game, uh, which happened this weekend. So congratulations to the Packers and their manager Jerry Maguire. Um, none of that happened, like, at all. So, Jamie, how was the Super Bowl? I didn't catch it. Right. Well, the Super Bowl wasn't exactly as uh, as good as I anticipated. I was hoping that it'd be uh, a good old-fashioned shootout between two top, uh, top-tier top quarterbacks. Uh, but Tom Brady uh, proved once and for all that he is, without a shadow of a doubt, the greatest of all time. And it, and it pains me to say it because I'm not really a fan of his, but I do respect the man. And and the guy who just spent like uh, like 90% of his career with the Patriots comes to the Buccaneers, takes them to the Super Bowl. Uh, Tampa Bay, this was a fine example of a from uh, worst to first kind of team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa Bay was a horrible team last year. And then sure enough, now they're on top of the world. So uh, congratulations to Tom Brady on his seventh Super Bowl title. Oh, my God. And this is his 10th appearance. I'm, uh, my, my boss and I were talking about this. This guy spent half of his career in the Super Bowl. You know, he's been he's been, you know, around for 20 years. Ten of those years he went to the Super Bowl. Three, he's, he's, he's uh, seven and three, of course. Two of those defeats were to the New York Giants and one to my Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. But needless to say, I mean, the stats are there. I mean, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. And, you know, congratulations to the Bucks on their second title. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens from here. Yeah, definitely. Like a big win for the Packers. So uh, now you saw the. Um, God damn it. So did you what did you. So any uh, Super Bowl commercial stand out? Because like. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think there was that many standouts. Actually, wait. No. Before we get to that, all right. What did you think of the halftime show? Like, I know a lot of people are giving the weekend shit 
um, I guess, you know, because a lot of people said it was boring and it wasn't great. And then, of course, there's all the memes. And then, of course, there's all his defenders, all his fans who, who like him. And the guy's a talent. He's, he's a talented musician. He's good. You know, but um, I guess everybody's tired of that fucking song. Honestly, honestly, I thought, I, you know what? Honestly, I thought the, the halftime show was not bad. You okay. know, it was it was a lot more tolerable than what I've seen in recent years. OK, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, um, in recent years, like there have been artists I just can't stand that just like did a horrible job like at the halftime show and not saying I'm a big fan of of the weekend. But you know what? Like you said, he is talented. The guy can sing. And some yeah. of his songs, I, I will admit, are catchy. So mm. I thought he did I, – for what it was, especially given the current circumstances, I thought he did all right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Now, personally, 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 now – and I've been I've been advocating this for years and I'm still going to continue to advocate this for years. In fact, one friend told me he, – he, he sent me the let it go gift, but he's a moron. So, you know, mm. uh, he doesn't have friends. I only have him right. on Facebook just because I feel bad for him. But anyway – uh, Primus, if Primus did the halftime show, I'm telling you, and I'm not just saying this because it sounds funny. I'm talking, I'm telling you, Primus, it would make it probably the single greatest halftime show in human history. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you could take that to the bank. I mean, if, if Primus helped out the weekend, I mean, it, it probably would have elevated him even more, you know, but Primus doing the halftime show, I mean, 2022. Roger Goodell, if you're listening to this, I'm telling you, listen to me. You'll thank me later. Yeah, you Primus. Hear, you hear that, all five of you? Uh, spread the word. Primus. So, um, yeah, and uh, so anyway, for the uh, – I mean, hey, you never know. I mean, where does shit has happened? Look what we had for president the last couple – four years. Um, exactly. So anyway, uh, so now Primus. for the for the uh, Super Bowl commercials. So uh, I don't think not too much stood out. I mean, there was the because uh, obviously we're not really having any big movies <laughs> this year in theaters. Nope. Um, so we had uh, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier first off. That's which starts next month. Uh, that looked that looked great. I, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see what they do with it. So same it, here. I saw good. that I saw that teaser tra- uh, trailer for it yeah. on on, uh, on TV, and I was like, okay, I'm sold. I like. I don't even think I need to see the full trailer because I'm going to watch it anyway. Oh yeah, you know? exactly, yeah. You know, I mean, I will watch the full trailer eventually, but you know, I I'm I'm totally stoked for this. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. And also, there's the uh, the trailer for uh, well, like a brief teaser for the Fast Nine because like you know, we you know they had to remind us that that still exists that that's coming. So they were saying, yeah, it's going to be in theaters. I'm like, well, that's hopeful, but I don't know. We'll see. I was probably downing some wings during that because I did not see that whatsoever. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. We're not going to see it. Exactly. So, so you know, skip it. Skip it. Yeah. One one trailer that, of course, was MIA was uh, the Snyder cut. Um, but Zack Snyder himself has said that it will be released on Valentine's Day. Bummer. So, uh, so yeah, now that's stupid. Yeah. So he's he's releasing it that day, and I don't know why, but why? Yeah. That's, but that's that's stupid. The four hour long. Justice League movie, and it's not a miniseries; it is a full four-hour movie. Yes. So those to oh those God. people that well to those people with very low standards that actually liked that movie, uh, enjoy. Pack a lunch and uh, uh, tell me how it is, or don't tell me how it is because I really don't care. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you know, again, it's great that a director gets to tell their version of the story and and their vision of it, and that that's fine. You know, that's good that he gets to do it. But man, like four hours, oh god. But uh, I don't know. Uh, but whatever. That's 
that's neither here nor there. It's a, you're 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 going to be getting it. So I'm sure a lot of his fans will really enjoy it, and you're you're getting you're getting your wish finally. So that's that's actually a good thing. So there you go. Um, Come on. Oh, sorry. Now, now the other thing was, of course, uh, the so there was a Jeep commercial um, by Jeep uh, that had uh, Bruce Springsteen, the boss. That who did it? The boss. You know, so he was on there. Um, I don't. There, there was some commentary with it because the entire the entire commercial was just him uh, in like a town. He was talking about this town. You know, you have that rural town in Central America, right? And uh, it's a farm town. And in there, there's a small dilapidated church where anybody's welcome, you know. And he was saying, uh, basically, the entire commercial was saying for people to meet in the middle and also by a Jeep. I don't, I don't know. And uh, I, I guess or maybe we just can't meet in the middle until we buy a Jeep. You know, yeah, let's, let's get Jeeps and then we'll be like, hey, you know what? You're, you're, you're OK. And it was more like that's all well and good. But it's clear that a lot of the people that have been causing the problems They've made it perfectly clear that there is no room for compromise. It's their way or war. The ad just wants us to sweep everything under the rug, move on from this and live in peace. But if we're going to do that, then this shit will keep repeating itself and there will be no progress for a better world. It's just it's just such a tone deaf ad. Wow. It, Dang. It, it, no it, I, I'm glad I didn't see that because I would have I would have been like frustrated as hell. It really was, man. It's like, you know, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's just corporate shit. That's just like, yeah, come on guys, move on buy a Jeep. I don't know. It's like, come on, there's, there's way too much. You can't move on from this. It's clear. You cannot move on from this, nor should you. It's such a, the world is so fucked and everything needs to be, this needs to be addressed. You can't sweep this under the rug. Not at all. You know, but no. Hey, it's a wicked world we live in, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, we have to we have to eventually, you know, the consequences have to be dealt out. And then it's only then can we truly start to rebuild everything because everything needs to be broken down and everything needs to be rebuilt. We can't just move on from it. It's just you can't move on from this. You just can't. Sorry. That's right. So uh, the Equalizer uh, TV series. So that uh, episode one, the pilot debuted uh, the Sunday after the Super Game. And um, so you and I saw it. And uh, yes. so right off the bat, uh, this is the all right. So this is the second iteration slash reboot of the franchise and is also not connected to the films or the original 80s TV series of the same name. So Queen Latifah plays Robin McCall, who was who has a particular set of skills that she uses to help those in need and provide leverage. So um, it seems that they're also like adapting some parts of the original TV series from the 80s as well. But it has no connection to the previous iterations. So so, Jamie, what do you think of it? I liked it. Yeah. Um, I thought. I thought. Uh, I thought it had. I think it has some promise to it. You know, like. Uh, um, I mean, I've always liked Queen Latifah's uh, acting skills in general, um, but I think like this. This new. Uh, this new route for her, like like being a, uh, this uh, heroine type of character. Um, I, I think she could pull. It, I think she could pull it off. Like uh, I, I thought it was pretty believable, um, and I, th- I like the cast that supports her. And um, yeah, I, I dug the show. I thought I thought I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I did too. I like I liked it so far. Like I like Queen Latifah's performance. She was good. Um, she did good with the fight scenes too. You know, I mean, a lot of people, oh yeah, a no, lot she of, was amazing. Yeah, a lot of people were skeptical of that. And you know, when you see it, you're like, no. I mean, because like, look, if you could see Liam Neeson kick ass, you could see then that means anybody could really do it. You yeah, know what of I mean? Course. And that's no slight against Liam Neeson, but you know. It's like you wouldn't like in the beginning before Taken when you thought Liam Neeson, you wouldn't think action hero. Right. You know? 
you so, would think Qui Gon, yeah. but you right. know, so <laughs> well, but yeah, so like, uh, seeing him, seeing seeing her do that was was really cool, and um, and also I really like the visual style of the show. It's it's very slick. Uh, I really like the look of it. Um, yes, so there seems to be like a lot of money that went into it, so it lo- it looks good. Uh, now, uh, of course, since this is network television, they got a they got a bit of the cliches going with with team equalizer. You know, like most shows, you got the hacker, you got a sniper who has similar skills, uh, like McCall, hitter, grifter. Yeah, yeah. wait, wrong show. Yeah, well, Sorry. no, you're not technically you're not that far <laughs> off. And then you have the handler. So she's now McCall's also a single mom, much like Robert McCall, who was a single father in the original show. Plus, his son was played by William Zabka of all people. So uh, that's Johnny Lawrence, for people who don't know, from the Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. That's right. Who got hit with that crane crap. That's right. So, uh, yeah. So now to um, so to its credit, uh, but also a bit to its detriment, the episode moved very quickly and wasted no time to set things up. Again, this is network television, so they have to do that. But one of the problems was introducing all of these people who know McCall. So like to me, it like, took away some of her mystery. Uh, now, with the films, what I liked about that, they held back. So there was still like an air of mystery about McCall. And in that one, he was like more of a loner in a way. Um, and also when she was like talking with the handler in the beginning uh, uh, by the Wonder Wheel in Coney Island, like um, their conversation was just like a quick backstory dump. And then, bam, we're just into it with the thugs she beats up. And like if this was a cable television show, there would be a bit more nuance and the pace would most likely have been a little bit slower. But again, this is CBS, and it will be a bit of like comfort food television, case of the week procedural, because again, this is network television, so to paraphrase Ray Stance, they expect results. So you make her a loner, it will be a bit of a tougher sell. Um, but again, this is just like small little nitpicky shit. Like, this is just how I see it. Like, it's a trend in a lot of network shows. You can't have loners anymore. They always have to have like a team of people, and to me, that kind of diminishes what makes the main character so special. The sniper could have potentially done the same shit that McCall did to rescue the girl by herself. Plus, she's also a sniper. So, in the original show, yes, McCall did have people that helped him out on occasion, but they weren't you know, part of the main cast. They were just rotating regulars in a few episodes. And again, this episode just flew by and there was barely any tension at some parts. Like when McCall, like McCall saw most of her problems with the bad guys, like really fast, she gets captured and like, oh shit, she's, is she going to have to fight her way out? And like, no, her CIA people come in and help. And then she goes off to chase the bad guy who can't start his car because, uh, you know, hacker man like hacked it. And then, you know, that's it, you know, but, but again, these are just nitpicks. I did like the show. I, I just don't like the cliches that, that network TV does and still continues to do in some form. If you're on board from the very beginning, none of this will bother you. Like, none, none of this is a turnoff for me. I will continue watching. Um, I've always liked the premise, so I'm on board. So, as I said, I did like it. The rest of the cast was great. Adam Goldberg as, uh, as the hacker was good. I've liked him in a lot of other roles I've seen him in. Tori Kittles, who was uh, the uh, Marcus Dante, the New York detective. Uh, he has the potential to be another ally for McCall, uh, similar to Reese and Carter from Person of Interest. Uh, Lisa Lapira as Medley Chu, who was the sniper, was good as well. She had a lot, she has a lot of other roles, but, um, that she's done, but like the one you and I would be more familiar with is her role as Agent Lee in NCIS, who had a relationship with Palmer and then committed treason. That's where I saw, that's yeah. what I was, yes, yeah. yes, that's it. I'm like, oh yeah, the treasonous woman from NCIS, yes. Yeah. So that's right, uh, and that's then, right. Uh, and then there was uh, Chris Noth, who was uh, William Bishop, who was McCall's handler and ex CIA director. He was good so far. 
Um, uh, most people would recognize him as Mike Logan from Law and Order or Big from Sex and the City. And of course, many other roles. But uh, he was also in Doctor Who, which surprised the hell out of me when I saw him in there in the episodes. Um, he was a Dalek, right? No, no. He was just like some <laughs> crooked guy. So uh, yeah, well, anyway. But yeah, so that's our thoughts on the first episode of The Equalizer. Nitpicks aside, it is recommended. It's it's fun entertainment TV. It was it was a good first episode and uh, an, and beginning for the series. So check it out and judge for yourself. So, Jamie, we going uh, we're going to go off the top rope. Nope. All right, moving on. So uh, I got some long box uh, comic recommendations. Uh, we got Manhunter by Walter Simonson and the late Archie Goodwin. It's uh, it's back in print, so it's really good. I definitely would check that out. Uh, and that's our five. Well, well, almost 20. Uh, thanks for listening. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts, as well as our quick channel Instagram and Facebook pages. Please subscribe or drop a review, preferably both, and we'll see you next week. Rest in peace, Bush Reed. We're done. Fantastic.